Alright everyone, that looks like the gameplay is rolling, well the video I have going on here, so uh, yeah, let's do this. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast, with this being show number 259. I am your host Invader, and we have a lot of things to discuss tonight. The Xbox Developer Direct has come and gone with some new info and reveals, you know, we will certainly dive into all that uh whew, i'm feeling the positivity air just kind of flowing already looking forward to it as well goldeneye 007 got a surprise uh, release and it is out now it just it came and went and uh, yeah we'll give you all our thoughts on the classic game and so much more <clears throat> but first everyone let me make the rounds and introduce everybody on the panel tonight all the members Starting off with Crusader. Pal, how you been? I'm good. Um, you know, I've been playing uh, Mass Effect over the last couple weeks. Uh, a little a little game, another game in there that we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. I don't want to talk about that right now, but there's another little game in there that I've been playing that's a, that's a doozy that, that we'll be talking about. Um, Peppa Pig, yes. Other than that, you know, it's been good. Just kind of casually playing Mass Effect. I'm ha all, like halfway, three quarters of the way through Mass Effect 2. Alright. Alright, that's cool. That's cool. I know how much you like to do your uh, Mass Effect rounds. I don't blame you one Once bit. Once a year. <laughs> Once a year, at a minimum. Yeah, like me with Halo. So I, I totally know where you're coming from. Uh, guys in the chat, I mean, yeah. If you do, you guys do. Do you guys have a game that you do like once a year? Just kind of, uh, you know, you make the round because you just love that game so much. Again, with me, it's Halo, like Halo Two specifically. Uh, Crusader loves Mass Effect. Please let me know in the chat. Moving on down here, Centurion, buddy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty damn good, man. It's freaking Sunday night. I have finally recovered from being sick. I can talk without having to gasp for air or feel like I got to blow my nose. So I'm excited about that. Uh, coming off of the, uh, the, for me, the ZeniMax Direct or the developer direct from ZeniMax over on ESO along mm. with uh, the, the Xbox Direct. Um, and also, you know, see, I finally was able to hammer out uh, playing uh, Midnight Suns. Um, I actually had a lot of fun playing it, put in a lot more time than I thought I would with it. Um, they just dropped uh, Deadpool as uh, their first DLC story. It was like, it was small, but I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, started up on Dead Space. Yeah, thanks, by the way, General MLD. Freaking peer pressure is a mother effer. You're welcome. <laughs> Freaking, he's he's like that guy in the dark alley. He's just like, hey, just just buy a bag, just buy a bag. Go on, get some. Get, get Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. I was like Shia LaBeouf, just like do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Well, speaking. Let's do it. No, I'm playing. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Oh yeah. Let's do it. I like uh, callback. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> uh yeah all the guys playing high life will know what that's about all right speaking of the general mr general mld buddy how's things at your end i know you got some gaming in oh yeah uh, we well, i am spoiled for choice that's for sure i mean i was playing like a nice indie jrpg chained echoes but now i i put that on hold because we got like hi-fi that that dropped um played uh golden eye as well a little bit so uh, I'd say uh, we're we're even pretty good here, and uh, I mean I have a I have Dead Space, but it's still coming in the mail, unfortunately. So 
gives me some time to play these games as well. But uh, it is a great start to the year so far. I could not agree more. There's lots of surprises already, and it was already looking like a... Well, a pretty solid list of games coming up, so jam-packed. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, like, my schedule, like, my free time is just going to be eaten up by a lot of games uh, going forward. Uh, moving on down here, Eric Shockley, pal. How has things been at your end? Uh, pretty good. i uh, just been enjoying all the uh, onslaught of games I didn't expect dropping this week. thought it was just like, cool, I'm off this weekend, so I'm just going to you know, bask myself in a Dead Space remake. But, you know, what do you what do you know? Some shadow drops and, um, well, I guess kind of like two shadow drops because we never knew when Goldeneye was going to drop until they just made that announcement. I think it was like, was it like on, on the same day as a... Uh, the, close to uh, it. Yeah, like a day later, I think. No, they announced it that morning. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Like wow. Nintendo Before, announced yeah. it and then Microsoft had put up their trailer like, 25 minutes. yeah i think rare i think i saw rare like announce it really early too yeah or maybe right after nintendo did yeah it was, it was right after nintendo hey, did if i could oh, add yeah. something shockley oh. there's a lot of people that are confused on how they own goldeneye considering it's a game pass thing or because of rare mm -hmm. replay a lot of people don't remember but many moons ago when xbox actually had mixer they actually had uh those packages where if you watched the show yeah. through mixer you would get you would get like pretty much these like gift baskets and one year they actually gifted out rare replay mm -hmm. a lot of people oh, wow. do not realize that they actually own digital versions of rare replay which is why you pretty much own goldeneye yeah that, that was me i am one of those people i did i never purchased rare replay but i it was like you own this and i'm like i own this okay yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't realize it, but yeah, it was also uh you the the funny part is you got uh oh my god, I think it was called the Outer Wilds. Yeah. The yeah, out, yeah the Outer Wilds, mm -hmm. it was a package. You got the Outer Wilds and you also got uh Rare Replay and everybody kind of forgot about both of them, especially with how the Outer Wilds was actually delayed because it was actually like a pre-order thing and then it vanished and reappeared. Oh, yeah. I that it, it, it was funny. Everybody was like blaming Rare. Like, how can you guys, you know, screw over the physical owners of not getting, being able to have access to uh, Goldeneye? But they clearly stated, which everybody still didn't read, where the licenses for the digital yeah. and the physical are different. Um, just remember, you can't buy this. So neither Nintendo, Nintendo or Xbox or Microsoft can sell the copy. They literally couldn't even touch it other than just like upscaling the image to like 4k so they literally can't go in there and like do anything with because if it's kind of like that thing if you recreate or alter the art it kind of like changes mm -hmm. the license yeah. so they can't even touch it so it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's like hey we can't even sell it to you but we've come to agreements where nintendo people can access it through a sub subscription and xbox people can somehow yeah. microsoft got them to allow some way to buy it in a sense with hey if you go buy a digital rare replay when it's on sale for like seven bucks you basically are kind of owning it but it's kind of their way of like hey if we have to we never sold it to you technically um if we have to pull it because of licenses issues in the future so because uh, that could happen right so we all have the without... digital ones but uh funny part is i actually have a physical copy of it running around in here so do i <laughs> 
So do I. Yeah. I got that, and uh, I even ordered like a special edition, uh, like E3 promo for uh, the rare replay too. I just I had to have it. <laughs> it threw GameStop off when I showed up the day it came out, and I was like, I'm here for re rare replay on day one, and they're like, Why? It's ra it's, it's freaking rare replay, man. That's a grip of games that you're getting. I am upset. Is a hell of a drug. I am upset though. They said about rare replay, like if you had it then you'd get and it even has the label on the picture it says rare replay like on the deal for the game but mm -hmm. i was hoping they would like integrate it into like when you actually open up rare replay game like you could access it through there and then you you know if you uh play the game enough or whatever a lot of those games you get like those developer like you know video that you never saw about the, like how they made the game and just like other details so i was like hoping they'd this would be an interesting game for that, so... But That's probably we're gonna why get that. the physical owners don't get it, by the way, because they couldn't do it that way. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That, that, because if they did, that would just be an update to Rare Replay. Yeah. And then they could apply that update, because they're, they're, they're still one skew. Like, they, like, you, like, you don't... You don't have to... If you download it digitally and have a disc, you don't have two different installs on your, on your console. It's just a distribution license thing. So, like... Looking at it, that it looks like it's all kinds of a mess. That's mm -hmm. the. Yeah. It's a miracle that that actually got released. It is a miracle. Right. That yeah, that's why we'll never get that 360 remaster that yeah. I was hoping they were working on when you saw the achievements update. Mm. Yeah. It's like, oh, that must be what they're gonna do. But it's like, nope, because that would change the license. You would literally have to do a whole new contract stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. never gonna happen. Yeah, no, I'd love to touch on that a little later, but you're right. Yeah. You are absolutely yeah. right, uh, Eric. Um, and Tim Dog, buddy, great to see you, man. How's things? Yeah, yeah, guys, how you doing? I'm, I'm at my friend's house right now, so I'm here for a little. Uh, I'm gonna. I just wanted to stop in, uh, watching the game. Uh, but yeah, we had a great week. I'm playing uh, Hi-Fi Rush, and um, you know, let's get to the show, and I'll uh, give you a couple of. Uh, you know, insights or whatever, and then uh, if I do leave, it's because I'm at my friends, and we're just gonna end up watching this game. All right, hey, sounds great, Timmy. Well, do we want to have Tim start the section then, so he can go right now? Yeah, that's probably the best idea. Okay, yeah. all right, that's no problem. I I'll just say uh, just before we begin, guys, just a quick, quick reminder to share this show out, guys. Everybody tuning in right now. Because, again, we would love more people to be here, uh, and we'd love to see all, all the people chatting and, uh, you know, sharing, like, the love about games and whatnot. Hey, you know what? And also, give a like, because believe it or not, it helps us out with the algorithms. Like, it really does. But, yeah, guys, without further ado, um, you know, let's get right into things. Let's uh, start talking about the big news of the week, guys. The Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct. We got a bunch of release dates for some games and even some new stuff announced as well. Some surprises. And one of which is, uh, you know, the talk of the town recently. I, I won't mention it right now, though. Um, I definitely want to get everybody's thoughts here about the Direct. Uh, yeah, Timmy, please take the floor. What are your thoughts on it? So I went, went into the, I went into that day thinking that they really had to hit it. Uh, the day before prior, uh, they had the financial results. Uh, a lot of negativity was going around. Uh, people saying Xbox is dead. Stuff like, you know... Um, uh, you know, it, we just need Sony and Nintendo. You know, I've seen a lot of really negative stuff going. Um, and uh, I think it's what the doctor ordered just for Xbox because it's what it needed. 
um, and that's uh, specifically the Shadow Drop of uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which um, I'm going to go into uh, before. I, I'm just going to outline the show. Uh, you know, I, I think that, that uh, you know, they showed what we expected. Um, one of the downsides of the, the direct was Forza didn't have a date. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, Minecraft Legends um, looked pretty cool. Uh, it's multiplayer. I think everyone's going to play it. I think it'll be a very popular game. It's coming out, uh, I think, August 2nd? Or, or No, I'm sorry, April 18th. Uh, so it's whatever. It's, they dated that. Uh, they showed Forza, which I feel was absolutely stunning. Um, but uh, the no date was a disappointment. I don't know how they're going to work that out. Uh, you know, there's this, this, this speculation that they're, they, they're de delaying it. Um, I think that's probably, I think it's more delays to spot itself and Starfield. Uh, tomorrow I'd say check, uh, this is nothing I heard, um, but um, make sure you check the, the PR wire. You'll have an idea if the Starfield show is going to be short, uh, closer rather than later. So they could, if they announce it tomorrow, that could line up with the uh, Super Bowl and everything like that, like uh, we were talking about last week. Um, you know, Redfall, I felt, uh, uh, looks pretty good. Um, you know, I got people complaining about the graphics. What I'd recommend you do is watch this stream in 4K um, because watching it on the phone, it that hurts that game, Redfall. Um, uh, you know, you can watch, you know, Forza, and it looks still pretty good, but it, it hurts what the compression and everything. I felt hurt Redfall as far as, you know, the way it looks. Now, I don't think it's going to be a graphical masterpiece. I don't think Arcane has ever been that. They've done Dishonored, and it's pretty good graphics. Um, but I rewatched it in 4K, and it definitely makes a, a, a bigger difference. I, I'll definitely say that. Um, and then... Uh, we have the talk of the town, which is a hi-fi rush. Uh, I know Crusader's been really following it. We've both been tracking it. Like, you know, me, me and, and him were really, like, right on it. Because, uh, you know, I looked and I when I saw the, when I saw the, 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 the trailer, I'm thinking, this game looks good, but I think that it's going to get, they, people are going to try to throw it under the bus, say it's a cartoon game, start up the narratives, and then lo and behold, we get a shadow drop, and I think a shadow drop is Microsoft's new secret weapon for games that um, they, you know, I don't think it's going to be Starfield or bigger AAAs, but games that they can, uh, uh, you know, uh, get get out there and, and you know, kind of ride it, make the game produce the narrative rather than the the usual process it goes through. So um, Hi-Fi Rush comes out, looks good. Then they do the shadow announce, which was excellent. And I believed really helped uh, the Forza delay um, because I think people were upset about that. But when they, when they, when they had Hi-Fi Rush, kind of quieted that stuff down because people, like, like they got a good game out of nowhere. And um, sure enough, uh, the game is really good. I've been playing it. Um, Metacritic, I think, is going to be um, it's an 88, but I think you should watch that tomorrow. I think a, a ton of reviews are going to come in Monday, Monday and Tuesday. And that's uh, number seven on uh, Steam's bestseller, which is mm -hmm. um, 
pretty, you know what? It's extremely impressive. And the reason why that is is because their sales charts goes by revenue. And as you know, the game is $30. So it's half the price of, say, uh, you know, a AAA or, or these other games that are up there. Um, so for it to be there was, like, really super impressive. It's definitely selling well. Um, I know that uh, my uh, Xbox uh, itself was very happy with the presentation and format of the show. I think going for, forward, this is going to be a template. I also heard that this is really B Bethesda's hands all over it. And if you guys remember, Bethesda always had really awesome shows, um, you know, when they were independent. Um, so I, I, I think Peter Hines and his team definitely um, were looked at and leaned on on this, and uh, they came up gold. And uh, the big talk was the, the shadow drop, um, but the even bigger talk is Xbox got uh, a gem of a game. Um, it's fun. It's funny. It's uh, it looks good. The sound design is nice. The you know if you're into rhythmic shooting, uh, rhythmic shooting, rhythmic rhythmic uh, combat, uh, that itself is like a game within a game. So yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. They really shut up the haters. Um, and it's been a pretty interesting couple of days since because it's like, you know, I, there's a lot of people that just, like, live to hate on Xbox, and Xbox kind of really kind of um, threw a, a monkey into uh, – threw a, a monkey wrench into the whole thing because now you're looking at a, a very strong year, but now you're looking at a very strong year with a game that nobody expected. And um, – yeah, I mean, I'm sure I want to hear what you guys say, and then I'm going to drop off. But, like, I'm just, like, really, uh, from being as down as I was the day before about Xbox to being, you know, jubilant. Like, the last three days were, like, really great. I see a lot of people happy. And just look at the comments of Fire Fire Rush. You know, this is not a fanboy thing or anything. People genuinely love the game. And, uh... You know, they're really going out and they're really, uh, you know, making their points about it. And uh, I do think that it has a potential to be a 90-plus Metacritic. Um, we'll see. You'll get a better idea, um, I say, tomorrow morning or tomorrow during the day because I think there'll be, like, 10 or 15 reviews that drop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, if I can just chime in here, guys, uh, yeah. I, I only play, I've only played for about an hour, because I've been switching between that and, like, GoldenEye, because GoldenEye's been taking up a lot of time, but, I, so I went into this game, you know, just with an open mind, I wasn't expecting very much, and I gotta admit, I'm really into it, um, I'm gonna be switching, I'm gonna be playing it uh, again for the next week, and I love the art style. The animation is very, very fluid. It's excellent. Voice acting's good. And the combat itself is interesting. I don't, I'm not really into rhythm games, but this one, it, I don't know. I, I, it just, it, it has me very intrigued. It, it feels very good. And I don't know. I just, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. And I just find the story interesting, the design of enemies. And it just, it, it's a blast right now. And even the music that they've chosen, I, I really... I don't know, I just, I really like it, too. Um, Crusader Bud, why don't you chime in here, because I know you've spent time with it. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, so, you know, I thought the show was crap. I'm kidding, Chad. I'm kidding. I love the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, tonight's positive Crusader night. Uh, no, no one no one starts hyping in chat. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I, I, I thought the show was excellent. To put some context in, um, I didn't even think I was going to get to watch the show live. I was supposed to be on site at a location doing a Wi-Fi survey to figure out where to put um, access points in, but it, we got a large amount of snow, and I actually got to work home that day, so I actually did end up getting to watch it. Um, and... I was going in very lukewarm. I was expecting to come on this show and be like, yeah, it's pretty good, right? And, like, they showed off Minecraft Legends, and I'm like, shit, this game is so Because, like, this is the, I think this is the first time they showed off the PvP, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this this looks great. Um, and then then they showed off the floors and stuff, and my heart kind of sank when there was no... Like, it was, it was great. I was like, oh, my God, this looks great. You know, the game looks great. It looks good. It looks good. And then they showed no release date, and my heart sank. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They can't have the second game already have no release date. I, I was... I, I started to fear. And then the Hi-Fi Rush comes on. I'm like, this looks like a freaking banger, right? Because I had known a couple things a, a little bit. I didn't know it was going to uh, definitively be shown off that day, but uh, I knew they were going to show it off soon. Um, it had showed up in some internal databases. I had been going back and forth with some people about it. Um, but I knew they were going to show it off soon. Um, however, it was not what we thought it was, which begs the question, what is this concept art for a different game of Bethesda that we've seen? But that's a whole different can of worms that I don't want to go into tonight. Um, because the, the rumor was that this game was going to be a, uh, um, a, like, super artistic, um, like FPS, and it obviously is not. So I need um, to I need to interject here. So there's different artwork yeah. going around. Well, so there was a big um, people who had been like that, like concatenating and conglomerating leaks and stuff. We thought we had put together what Hi-Fi Rush was based on concept art that had leaked like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Out of I don't even remember what's out of Bethesda generically, right? And so that I can bring up that there's a Reddit thread about it. I think I've posted it in the in the in the Discord here at some point okay. that we're that we're sitting in right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, and, and so this wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Um, yeah, there's a reset era thread that is a basically a copy paste of the. The, the Reddit thread. Some were saying it was space shooter. Some were saying it was space shooter. Yeah, so we, we don't really know what that concept art was from. No idea. N- not even sure if it's like anything more than a prototype, right? No idea. Um, but, and, and like they're showing Hi Fi Rush off, and I'm like, this stuff looks great. And I'm on Twitter because I want to see what everyone else is saying because I love like live tweeting the shows and like watching other people live tweet the shows. I think it's really fun. And Lo and behold, Mr. Aaron Greenberg ruined the surprise for me. Because about five minutes before it was actually said in the show, he had said dropping live on Gay Pass today, and I was like, what? Right before it had even been dropped by uh, uh, the the guys at Tango on stream, I had known Mr. Aaron Greenberg had had tweeted out on Twitter. I was like, holy crap. And, And so that, for me makes up for um anything to do with uh uh that is the only way they could get away with not dating um forza was what was having the shadow drop and the shadow drop was brilliant i've already beaten the game personally i loved it it was great i'm gonna go back at some point and do collectibles and stuff but like i did beat it from start to finish i I really enjoyed it 
um, it, it actually knocked Plague Tale Requiem out of my top five. Um, I, I sat on I sat on that for two nights to decide whether or not it would, and it, it really did. I I love everything about the game. I love the characters, the music, the sound design, the the art style, the way it somehow magically transitions from like two D to three D, and like from like what looks like a you know like like two D art cutscenes to like three D art cutscenes to like two D gameplay to three D gameplay. It, it's wild what they're doing with it. They're like really, really, really cool stuff. I, I absolutely love it. And like uh, Tim said, I've been following the uh, the the Steam chart stuff pretty, pretty heavily. And right now it is sitting at almost 3,400 overwhelmingly positive reviews. So it's 3,400 reviews on Steam, and 98% of the reviews are positive. Because um, Steam only has a plus or a positive or a negative. They don't they don't have like rate it zero out of ten it's it's a, a finger up or a finger down and so 98 percent of the reviews on steam are positive out of 3400 people and the game to to match a 70 dollar game 2.3 copies of hi-fi rush have to sell to match and it is blowing several games away that like it shouldn't like it's it's blowing away live service games like Destiny Two and Apex Legends and I think the only one that it can't beat is CS:GO but like that's CS:GO it's like Steam's eternal money sink um, and it, it's just doing so 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 well um, and it, it's I mean to put it in perspective it Shadow Drop launched this week with no marketing leading up to it no pre-orders it just launched and and, and to go and and it's at the top and um like for spoken the square enix title that launched at 70 dollars, right so it, it only needs to sell one copy for every 2.3 that hi-fi rush would sell is in like the the 30s to 60s depending on what region you're looking at globally to you know, United States or, or what have you. So th this and that had months and months and months leading up to it. This game has been one of the biggest words of mouth um, that that there's been. And, and you know, I, I think that there's a chance that Microsoft does this for more of the smaller scale games. Like I, I, I was talking with some other people. I think like they could do it with like Project Mara because that's not something that you know it's a smaller scale game yeah. from Ninja Theory. They could do it. Double Fine. I have a feeling is going to launch these style games. Just that's what they're going to do. I like. I have a feeling that Double Fine is going to be the experimental, we make weird nonsense that you all can't get enough of studio. Um, and like the Gears, or not Gears, the Coalition has a small game, like that That could be, I don't see any large That AAA. makes sense, yeah, I, that yeah. one makes sense. I do think that they may try to do a similar strategy with AAAs where like they, they announce it and release it a month later, where they can get enough marketing and have enough time to actually sell physical copies and things like that. And do a like blitz style, um, like just like, uh, like teamed up with like a, a large reviewer. They announce it at so, like at, at like their own little show. Then like IGN has like a a week of coverage, and then like they then the reviews drop, and then like a week later the game drops. Like I I could see a like very tight window launch for large games like Starfield and stuff like that. I just I don't see them doing it with a triple a game that being said it would break the internet if they did so they may try it with something down the line just i don't think i don't think game pass is at the the numbers yet where they can completely ignore people having to like save to buy the game 
and especially I don't I, I still think they have a little bit too much saturation in the physical market, even at the fifteen to ten percent that they have of, of sale. Um I, I I still think it's it's a bit too too much to do a shadow drop of a large AAA game. But I, I could see it with like the small the small style games. Um if there was a studio to want to try to do it with a AAA game, it would be in exile because those guys are freaking meme lords. Like they'd be like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, we'll do it." Yeah. You know? Um, but I didn't even catch the ESO stuff because I was too blown away with what was happening with Ion Life. I apologize, Centurion. I did see that they're doing a trial for all of the uh, expansions, right? Yep. You well, not all. You don't, the current one, uh, which is High Tides, is the one that you got to still buy into. Okay. But the like to put it into perspective, if you already own the game, each one of those mm -hmm. expansions was forty bucks. Yeah. So we're talking a couple hundred dollars worth of expansions that you're yeah. allowed to just like fuck around. Play. Yeah. Wow. I've always thought that they that they probably should have like maybe not like the like if it's older than like three years, it probably should just be in Game Pass at this point if they, if they so, truly want to to okay. push ESO. Actually, um, there is a caveat to that. Yeah. In ESO, because they didn't mention that there is no subscription needed to play the game, but there is a subscription in the game. It's called yeah. ESO Plus. Yep. If you have ESO Plus, the game unlocks in its entirety. So oh, as does long it. as you, you get all the expansions your, is, and stuff too. Uh-huh. And oh, that's cool. access to the dungeons, everything. And a lot of people are like $15. Like that $15 also gives you what's known as the craft bag. And basically, there's a lot of crafting in that game and resources. Yeah. You could go insane trying Without, to constantly yeah. juggle your 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 inventory by having the craft bag. All your crafting resources go into this bag, and it's like literally this infinite supply of resources that just keeps going into this bag. It's that fifteen dollars is actually is pretty handy, and also they give you uh like seventeen like one thousand seven hundred and fifty crowns uh, a month, which is actually fifteen dollars equivalent in their currency like i understand not including that subscription with game pass because like i mean it is 15 dollars just game pass being 15 dollars be kind of cool if like they had a like a like a discounted price for game pass people for that you know what i mean like oh, if you got I'm, game I'm pass gonna... it goes to 10 bucks a month right yeah that, that, that would be cool um because like all of that's really experimental because like eso is really the only mmo that um microsoft has right now uh, i mean eventually they, they may get wow but like so like experimenting with how MMO like how an MMO should conjoin with with Game Pass is a very interesting like conversation. Um, and then I thought the Redfall stuff looked great. Um, now I was also like a lot of people online were like I didn't think it looked too good in the actual like stream, but when I watched the actual gameplay after the stream, it looked way 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 better. I, I will say they they definitely needed to have someone else. The how the 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 pilot played the game. And this is true for most FPSs. The the people piloting the like gameplay demos aren't making it interesting, and that's not that's, a Redfall yeah. problem. That is an FPS problem. I don't know that I've ever seen a um like a gameplay demo of like an FPS where they're actually playing it in first person. That's exciting. Bungie gets around that by doing by by showing off all of their gameplay reveals in third person, and it's not accurate to how it's being like actually played. But it doesn't look like a robot is playing the game, um, and you you can there's there's faults to that because I mean you're you're not actually really showing real gameplay, um, but 
that that was like the problem that that I had with the the Redfall demo. The game itself looks great. Going to be there day one. Probably buying that. Did you guys see that they're doing the uh, the premium edition upgrade yeah. for Game Pass? Yeah. Um, as far as I'm aware, this one doesn't have early access though, like like Forza's did. This is just upgrade to the digital deluxe. Correct. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be doing that. Almost certainly. Gonna wait to see if there's a a uh, one of them. What are the things called? The the punch cards, the rewards punch cards. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no. I, I thought the showcase was really really good. The I give it an A minus. Uh, it would have been an A plus if Forza had been dated. Would have been S plus if they had given the the date of the Starfield show, like ended the show and like come back and join us for the next show at the, you know, in like in March or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, um, I have to ask, though, and interject, because, uh, again, yeah. Forza was the only one without a release date. Uh, where do you think uh, we'll see that one line up? Um, it's a good question. It's a really good question. Uh, if it hits in their original commitment, which because of I'm willing to give them a pass on one commitment because of the, the high five hi-fi rush right mm-hmm. like if something's got to be pushed push 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 one game and that's fine i will i will personally that they release the commitments because you 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 replaced it essentially right with something that's in my tastes versus forza infinitely better but um i think if it launches in quarter two it'll be in june i think it'll probably launch in august or july yeah um, i mean if you look at their traditional release dates for uh you know your standard forza motorsport they usually line up at around like september i mean okay i know like they they can go to like november but i wouldn't be surprised if this thing hit like august september something like that yeah someone in chat is saying they always launch forza later in the year why would this year be different well because they said it was going to be spring 2023 in Ju- uh, june of last year like they they, they said when it was going to be they gave yeah. a window that that's yes, why Keely people are expecting it right he tweeted it out with the whole schedule of which when to expect each game Mm -hmm. and they said june of this year 2023 forza did that so and no one corrected him he never deleted the tweet so no one from pr oh yeah i I think he said that because it was promised for 2023 and they didn't say they didn't they didn't move it I, i don't i don't think uh jeff actually knows anything in that regard i i think he's just basically going off of well they didn't say it wasn't coming in the first half so I, yeah. I'm putting by June. I, I think that that was his, uh, his, um, his rationale there. Um, and uh, but but yeah, people are expecting Forza in spring or early summer of this year because that's what they told us last year. Uh, that that that's they they set like Xbox set those expectations. Like it's not like people going oh like it should be launching here. No, they they told us. Like that that's what that's what they told us. In fact, that's what they told us with all of the games. That's why people have been so wanting to see them because they told us that these list of games would be launching in the first quarter. And, and like even then it looked dense back then, but that's what they told us. So that was the expectations that were set. And that's why I've been going on about the expectation stuff because uh, people are now like are, are now disappointed it might not be launching in the first two quarters. And why are they disappointed? Well, they they were told that, that that's when they'd be launching. Um, and I, I'm personally not. Forza's not my bag. So if one of the games had to move, like Forza, I, I don't even think I'd be 
even without High Five Rush, I don't know that I'd be real. I'd, I'd be weeping personally if, if Forza got moved. I know other people will. I'm pretty sure General MLD, you're a big Forza guy, right? I'm a, I'm a Forza Horizon guy. You're a Forza Horizon guy. Okay, okay. Because I'm not a. I'm not a. I will download and play Forza Horizon because it's like kind of arcadey. It's you know it looks very good. It looks very 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 visually very good, but it it plays more arcadey. Like the like the whole thing is like go off the stunt ramps or like do the 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 drifting courses or things like that. It's not it's not the same as like the the track circuits. And I really I I can even get into that, but. Forza Motorsport, if there was one game that had to move, that would be the game where I'd be like, sure, whatever, move it. I don't... I, don't. I think the key is that they... None of them get pushed to next year. So if you the have... The key is none of them get pu- pushed to next year. All four of these, like, first-party big games coming out? Well, not big games, uh, but you had Hi-Fi and the other three, if they all hit, that's a yeah. good year. Uh, I would say... I, I would I would be a little disappointed if Starfield moved the whole way to November, right? Like, if it mm-hmm. moved a full year from when it was originally committed to coming out. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I could live with it going as far as, like, August and give them a pass. If it goes any further than that, I'm a little disappointed, personally. Because that's just a cluster of bad expectation settings. Because, like, as recently as January, like, 4th, I think it was, they had that thing go live that said it's still expected in the first two quarter, uh, two, two months on the Bethesda support page, you know? And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. This show was great, and I'm in a very, very, very good mood about Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even want to talk about the like the expectation stuff, really. Um, but I really do hope we hear we hear news about the Starfield showcase, and I really hope they keep the momentum moving because right now they got a lot of momentum. You know what I mean? And even if they announce the showcase, and the showcase isn't until the end of February, just announce it now and get people excited, right? Get people hyped up because people are hyped right now keep that momentum going mm-hmm. um because like i went into that show lukewarm and i came out of it going yeah and trying to get figure out how to download hi-fi rush as soon as i could i started playing it that night yeah so good. it was funny too because i i hadn't uh, seen it live i was uh, watching the recap uh, because I was just leaving work when it was going, and then I, I see the like I see like my phone lighting up like with our little chat on uh, Twitter and whatnot. It's like every you know there's all this like positive chat like oh man I really gotta watch this and yeah I I gotta say I really enjoyed it. It was uh, I definitely like the style of the developer direct too, right? Because yes, you got yes. a little bit of personality from the developers putting it in explaining their game, but you also got to see a lot of gameplay, and it was under an hour. So. Yep. I said uh, my my the way I describe it is it's a non-sterile state of play because state of plays feel very like sterile because they usually have like the same announcer the whole mm-hmm. time and it's like very like nondescript not quite as bad as a Nintendo Direct where it's the like the the super like unenthused um, announcer the whole time yeah. you know like the Nintendo Direct announcer that that they have for all of them um, this felt like that kind of especially the state of play type show but the developers were the ones talking about their game instead of some soulless mc right and that was so good mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a world of difference when you see how enthusiastic the developers are about what they created especially uh shinji mikami that's how you say his name right the, yeah yeah the, like how he started off with like yeah we made this game seriously though like you know it's really different but trust us it's good right um 
it was just so it was so heartwarming and like nice to see the developers get to get to talk about their games and show stuff off and 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 be all about it mm -hmm. no i totally agree with you and i i definitely loved the energy from it and i hope they stick with that format going forward for these types of things because i think they have something there i really do uh, moving on down the list here again i want to i want to hear everybody i want to hear in-depth details uh eric shockley buddy i'll hit you up next what are your thoughts on the developer direct <clears throat> did you like it uh, could there have been anything improved like hey give me your thoughts man yeah going in i was definitely only really interested in like two of the things uh, i love elder scrolls but i just never have attempted to try i don't think really have the time to get into an online rpg <laughs> Uh, like ESO um, and Minecraft. I've never really touched that or Legends. Um, but yeah, I was definitely hyped for Forza. That looked great. Um, especially when you watch the 4K stream back. It looks awesome. I know some people were trying to like say, oh, well, this is just PC. I'm like, yeah, because they found a, that one picture where there's a mouse um, behind a yellow car. But when you go back and watch it, that's the scene where the, like, the audio developer and him and another guy are like actually working on the computer, you know, testing and doing the audio like while they're on the job. So that's, that's normal, but all the, you didn't see any of that in the other parts. And I'm sure they've, um, from what they're showing, they're showing equivalent and whether or not they showed on PC, if some, we don't know what footage that was, um, usually they're showing stuff that's like equivalent to like hey here's the power of the xbox what we're, we're or like the series x and we're you know showing you maybe from the pc you know recording whatever um but that looked really dope um definitely hype for them especially this is like the first time other than like this very first forza they've ever had the chance to like develop a forza motorsport for more than two years um so it's it's definitely going to be awesome to see what they have up their sleeve to, you know, they've always been maybe like a step down in just like the car model quality. Uh, so it'll be as compared to like uh, Gran Turismo, just in that aspect. Um, obviously, they actually have like actual damage physics and actual like wear and tear physics that you, some of that you don't get in Gran Turismo that might affect your race. Uh, there's stuff like that in like some of the higher end games like dirt rally and stuff like that um so i'm definitely hyped for when that's going to drop and those devs always hit it out of the park generally other than like maybe forza motorsport 5 <laughs> that had to be pushed out at launch um but skipping that uh redfall i think looked pretty good i knew that type of art style like whether it was death loop or uh what's the other one from tango the one in uh ghostwire tokyo um that should be dropping out another Tango game should be in March. dropping out soon. Yeah. Um, but those games don't lend them. Like, the lighting effects are going to look cool. Um, but, like, the art style of what they're going... Since they're not going for, like, realistic realistic models, that can kind of at least, even if it's compressed, can kind of come through a little bit better through, like, Twitter video. Um, whereas I knew in this, I was like, I'm looking at the glimpse of, like, oh, okay, what's the date? I'll check the stream later. And then when you actually watch it in 4K, it, you know, it looks pretty good for, like, if you know what that art style is on brand with a death loop or, and then the lighting effects are really cool. And remember you can play up to four people or at least up to four 
all doing different lighting effects all at the same time. And I'm hopeful they'll be all doing 60 frames per second while everybody is doing all different lighting effects. Um, and you have poor players. So in a game like, you know, The Last of Us or whatever that has like more realistic art style and it looks like so real. So it's, you know, it gives more pluses. Well, you also have like four different controlled, you know, characters where they can disrupt and you have to keep, you know, performance up while they're lighting off all these crazy lighting effects or spells. And so, I mean, there's going to be a lot of demanding things in it. So visually, like, it's not going to be look like photorealistic, but like that art style is not, you know, it's just like Hi-Fi Rush where it's like, it's, you know, it's a cartoon. Sure, it's not pushing the boundaries of the next-gen consoles, but it looks awesome and it plays great. Um, but that was another awesome um, addition. It was cool to see that they still know that people still want some of those surprises. So if they can at least, I know some of these where it's like setting expectations, but at least they, that's cool that they did have that surprise for Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, it's pretty cool. I think some of the people that early on were playing it that were kind of like down on the combat. Um, once they played it, I saw them kind of come back and say, oh, I was wrong about, you know, that play. Um, if you think of it just kind of like a fighting game, because you look, you can memorize some of the combos, you can look at a combo list. And then if you're used to playing like fighting games and memorizing those combos, like it's, it's not that hard. And there's so many things that are like hoping you keep on beat, like every aspect of the, you know, environment is basically like cues for like keeping you on beat. Um, yeah, there's even a mode where you don't even have to remember the uh, the combos if you don't want to. Like, there's a thing oh, okay. you can switch on, and all you have to do is hit the attack button on the beat, and it will randomly do combos that you have on. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, yeah. But yeah, hopefully, this is you know great things for us. Uh, more things to come. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, you'll have the Ghostwire Tokyo to add to this. So hopefully, like. Crusader is saying they can keep the momentum going. Um, but yeah, I think this was, we were kind of wanting this year, well, last year really, <laughs> to be a turning point after like Halo dropped. And then you're like, cool, we're going to have Redfall and Starfield, you know, drop last year. But uh, hopefully that is what is happening this year. And I think doing that shadow drop surprised people because if they had just announced it and like, hey, it's maybe coming off in a few months. But that really kind of sparked and uh, especially at shadow dropping and people seeing how good it was because people were like, oh, okay, this is probably going to be some like mid 70 rated, you know, title, but everybody's playing it. I haven't seen, I think the lowest score I've even seen on a review is like an 80. Um, yeah. And it's so not even a real 80. It's a four out of five. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I played that a little bit. Um, I definitely need to just get some of my, I'm getting the hang of like the timing and waiting the, the rest beats to pull off some of those combos so it's it's definitely fun to just like kind of like a fighting game where you spend a little bit more time and then you get better and then you get you know you feel more rewarded so definitely uh, be patient with it after that first tutorial it starts to get a lot more fun to play so because then you start naming all the different combos and it looks sick when you're doing like the boss mo uh, boss uh, modes or get to the boss all right all so, right yeah. Very cool. No, I I agree. I mean, lots of good stuff there. Lots of good stuff there, Eric. Uh, moving on 
down the list, General MLD Pal, I would love to have you chime in here. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about the whole Xbox and Bethesda developer direct? Uh, so far, everybody seems to like it. How about you? Oh, I had a I had a great uh, time watching that thing. Just, it's a breath of fresh air. It's a great change of pace from last year. They start off the year pretty strong, in my opinion. Uh, we want a gameplay. We want a release dates. We got them for the most part. You know, Forza aside, and we'll we'll get into that later. But um, the more I see Redfall, the more I really want to play it. I've since the. The Bethesda acquisition. I played all of Arcane's games. Uh, they, these guys, they, they just don't miss. Like they, they never make a bad game. And I'm liking the graphics. Like uh, anyone who's who, who who's like downplaying the graphics. Like yeah, watch this like 4K on YouTube. Like it's much better than what was on the stream. It's better looking than what people give it credit for. But in the end, it's not what that's really about. It's it's about the gameplay. I myself will pick the sniper build. Like I like how each character has a different set of abilities that can tackle a certain situation their own way. So, and the world is the most open world that they've ever done. But see, as someone who's played Far Cry, where the worlds are so big they can feel bloated and empty, this game is more is more cozy in a in a sense because it's all on foot. So there, there's essentially always something uh, of interest because you're never really going far before you come across something because there's no like open stretches of land. There's no cars, you know, that you need because it's all on foot. So I'm looking forward to an open world game that I actually want to explore, that I won't feel like it's empty. So I think they're going to nail that. And especially just, yeah, all the abilities and all that arcane magic that they're going to do. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, that's not my thing, but I'm happy that the game is still gaining support. Clearly the game is doing something right. They're, they're, you know, they're, they have a very loyal community and they're just making it grow. Um, Forza Motorsport, uh, I'm a Horizon guy, but this might be the first time I really, truly give a Forza, Forza Motorsport game its due. Like, these guys are really talking up the specs, like, like the effort they're putting into it, like the eight contact points. Like they're really like touting the sim aspect and how they're really taking it seriously because Forza Motorsport games typically had a two, two, three year dev cycle. This one's at least five. So they're really taking it seriously and I think it's gonna show. Like even Turn 10's worst game, like Forza Forza 5, even that game wasn't that bad. So I think this game's gonna blow everyone away just like Forza Horizon uh, 5 did in its own right. Let's see, Minecraft Legends. That looks like a lot of fun. Uh, might not be for me specifically. I mean, I, I had a great time playing Minecraft Dungeons back in the day. So I might just give it a try when it comes out and see how it does. But I think it's going to, you know, it's going to have its audience. It's going to be pretty successful. So uh, that looked pretty good uh, for what it does. But I think, of course, the, the, the big thing was Hi-Fi Rush. Um... Because I think the biggest criticism for the show was a lack of Forza release date. Personally, I think that'll be maybe in the summer. Like, maybe latest September. But I think the shadow drop more than compensated for that. Like, we, we heard rumors, but people didn't actually believe it because they kept you know, saying expectations. Like, hey, this is the Xbox Direct. These are the only four games we're going to show. 
That's it. So we're like, okay, so the, 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 that's it. But then they actually exceed the expectations, which was a pretty, a pretty nice twist. Now I played the game uh, about three and a half hours deep, uh, beat the first couple bosses, and it's just a plain fun game, and it doesn't let up. Like I'm just enjoying myself the entire time. It's it's a rhythm game, and I'm not really in the beginning. You're not really the best at the rhythm based kind of stuff here. Mm-hmm. So, but the game, it, it kind of helps you along. It gives you kind of tips. Um, there's, there's some accessibility options, but in the end, I'm doing some you know, pretty decent looking combos here. Like, uh, like uh, I'm, I'm clearing these enemy encounters and I'm just having a blast doing it. The art style looks like Jet Set Radio and Sunset Overdrive. So it looks like, you know, like old school kind of Xbox. So a little, a little nostalgic, even though it doesn't, it doesn't really play like them. It looks like them, and and that doesn't evoke some some feelings in itself. It's so weird because it's from Tango. These are the, I played Evil Within one and two. I'm I'm gonna play Ghostwire Tokyo, and this game just comes out of left field, and it's just it's really really good. Like its Metacritic is 88 right now as more reviews come in, so. And I'm really just surprised they managed to keep this game under wraps for so long. Uh, up, I mean, it was recent, the leaks, but up until then, this game was in development for at least a few years. So, like, congrats on them for uh, for doing this. I think Bethesda's really gonna really gonna sh- uh, shine this year. They're really gonna they're really gonna, it's gonna show the Xbox they made a pretty good call picking them up. How Bethesda is a pretty good fit and gives Xbox the variety that. You know that people people want like we're no longer the halo forts uh uh gears uh brand you know like we got games like hi-fi rush and we're gonna get uh, more unique games as the generation goes on so this is just the first step and and i said before it's just we're starting off 2023 with a bang we're leaving 2022 in the past it's just really optimistic right now especially with goldeneye as well we're gonna get age of empires 2 uh in the next couple days so off the bat, we're getting three first-party games in the first month. They're not the biggest releases, but it's still three first-party games, which is a nice change of pace. And we got some pretty solid dates leading up to E3, which they also confirmed they're going to do. We're going to get the Starfield-specific uh, show and whatever. Hopefully, we get a release date from that. Like, it's just an exciting time now to be an Xbox gamer. And you can really tell online, people are just getting pumped up. And it's hard. It's really it's hard not to get contagious with that feeling. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, being the game, Hi-Fi, and uh, seeing what Xbox has. So so far so good. Yeah, and hey, just to tack onto that MLD, we got like so much in store for us too. I mean, you had mentioned Age of Empires two for console. I'm looking forward to that too, as I know uh, Crusaders buddy Dots is. Uh, I'd love to get his opinion on that. Uh, um but also you know going into game pass we got some pretty big games obviously atomic heart is one in uh late february in march i believe wo long is gonna be in game pass too and then uh ghostwire tokyo is gonna drop so we're we're gonna be in a <laughs> playing games non-stop non-stop um i like things are really really uh kicking off strong for xbox Again, you got you got a game coming out of nowhere, Hi-Fi Rush. People are calling it a game of the year contender already. 
Um, again, I got to play Me, through. I'm people. <laughs> no, I mean, I got to play through more of it, but I, I so far I am enjoying it. I really am. But I mean, yeah, you would go that far, Crusader? Yeah, I would. I well, mean, it knocked out Plague Tale Requiem out of my top five, which was my game of the year last year. So that should tell you something about how much I really liked it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, mean, I feel like if Stray got nominated, th th this has a chance, you know? It, it's honestly <laughs> going to come down to how absolutely fire is this year in gaming. Because, like, I mean, we have the, like, first Bethesda RPG since 2014 coming out. We have um, the the Zelda game. The, the was it? Tears of a Kingdom? Yeah. That, people are going to love that. It's That's going to... That's going to do numbers. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's a, there's potentially two Final Fantasy games coming out. I don't think Seven Reunion will, will actually hit before the Game Awards. Um, but, like, th there's a lot coming out this year. So I think it's definitely a candidate. You're going to see it on at least some people's lists from, like, reviewers. Like, where the IGN will do their top ten and stuff like that. I just don't know if it'll. I, I don't. It, it's going to come down to what are the other games like this year for the very actual game awards. But I, I personally would nominate it. All right, all right. That's cool. That's cool. Um, no, I just I've seen a lot of uh, chatter about that. It's been the talk of uh, the internet recently. So yeah, been seeing a lot of the game of the year candidates thrown around. Ah, uh, let oh going on to Centurion Pal. I mean, I would love to know your thoughts. You see. This Direct, I felt like, had a little bit for everybody. There was a little bit of, uh, again, you had some Redfall. You had a, a surprise game drop with Hi-Fi Rushers. A few other titles, obviously Forza. And even, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls, you got some new stuff there. Like, overall, buddy, what did you think of the show? I enjoyed it. Um, you know, that's where... If I could at least just start off with saying that I'm glad to hear that everybody's excited and they're all talking about the show. Everybody's enjoying Hi-Fi Rush. I haven't played it. You want me to be absolutely honest. Um, we all know that, like, and this isn't towards anybody. This is just me speaking about myself. And I'm sorry if anybody feels like I'm not. I don't hinge my gaming on exclusives. Mm -hmm. I will eventually play Hi-Fi Rush to find out if that style of gaming is for me. I've never played something that is, <clears throat> excuse me. I have never played anything that's been rhythmically based where you, uh, where you play the game and there's also the mechanic of keeping up with the music in the background during the combat. Um, I want to try it out, you know, but that's where I'm going to keep an open mind. Um, I remember jumping into Marvel Midnight Suns. Am I going to enjoy a game that has like deck based strategy and, you know, it's not based on my skill as a gamer. It's based on the cards that are dealt out to me. And I put in over a hundred hours into Marvel Midnight Sun. I, I totally enjoyed my experience for all I know. Hi-Fi Rush could totally blow my mind and i have an absolutely great experience but i'm i've got other games i'm working on now i do need to play it but that's where i don't become hyper focused on uh xbox and the exclusives that they offer me um that's why with this show i didn't go in feeling disappointment for the video game awards um i didn't go into it with the, the whole concept of Xbox owes me this, Xbox owes me that. 
Um, and I just went into this show uh, excited to just see what Xbox is um, going to do, especially with ESO. I, I've been exp- so I liked how you said that you felt that this show had been influenced a lot by Bethesda. Yes, this is a developer direct. This is something I have been watching. I've said it on a, on this show last week. Um, I've said it on other shows. I have been watching a Bethesda developer direct around ESO at the end of January for years now. And it's great to see that Microsoft can take um, influence and leadership um, from other places rather than uh, some of the other decision makers that are in the company. They, they listen to what Pete Hines and the guys over at Bethesda and ZeniMax said, hey, um, this is a style of a show that we normally do, try it on for size. And I've heard a lot of people really loving it. I mean, I've had um, a lot of people just totally express their opinions about not enjoying how they have these Twitch streamers and, and it just feels just like you can go to the bathroom and come back and the same boring person is just droning on and like no offense to the hardworking people over on Twitch and the streamers, but you're not the people that should be delivering games, the developers, the people who are pouring 8, 10, 12, 15 hours a day into crafting these experiences for us. Those are the people that I enjoy listening to. Like the gentleman who went on about Elder Scrolls Online with Pete Hines, I have been watching him, like I said, once a year for years doing this show. And he has always spoke about what Elder Scrolls Online is going to give me the player. Um, but that's where, you know, with these shows, you see things you want and you see things you or you don't hear what you want to want. Um, like with Forza, everybody is I, I know it sucks that we're not getting the release date. But, you know, this is just one of those things where you, you can't always, you know, have your cake and eat it, too. Um, that's why I was really great. It's really great that we got Hi-Fi Rush, but when it comes to like Elder Scrolls, me not getting my cake and you know eating it too, is I'm glad that they touched that. There is actually some technical mechanical issues with the game. There really is. I mean, literally on Elder Scrolls Online, there is a bug that happens every once in a while where your weapon gets sheathed and will not come back out. And when you're in the middle of a battle and that shit happens, it aggravates the piss out of you. Um, and it's just one of those things where you have to like get away from the action and you got to do like a certain, I, you got to do certain things with your controller to get the bug to unlock and for you to unsheath your weapon again. Um, but another thing that I really wish that they would have touched on and the elder scrolls direct is crossplay. I know a lot of people right now that have poured a lot of time into Elder Scrolls Online on a different platform, whether it was PC or PlayStation, and they have been wanting to join me and my friends over on Xbox. But currently, the only way that they could do that is if they delete their character and start over from scratch playing on Xbox. It would be nice if they had something to actually do cross-play to like what Destiny has done, where you can merge your character from one platform to another. Um, that's just some things that I wish um, L- um, ZeniMax would have touched on, but they didn't. Uh, but it is good to know that they're acknowledging that they see the technical problems of the game and they're wanting to fix them. Uh, they're also wanting to bring in a lot more people into the fold by giving them a large amount of content to play. I mean, 
on Wilmy's show, uh, Gaming Beyond the Box, just before this, I said you could probably pick up and 100% either Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Assassin's Creed Valhalla before you could consume all the content that right now is actually being free for Elder Scrolls Online. Um, there is each one of those expansions is probably 30 to 50 hours of gameplay, not to mention uh, the asinine amount of hours that you would have to put into the main campaign and all the uh, alliance campaigns that are in the base game. Um, and so with this show, I definitely became excited for the fact that one that I am hoping now that Elder Scrolls Online is going to be on a lot of people's radar and we're going to see a major influx of players on Elder Scrolls Online. Um, and when Zinimax said that this is actually one of the most positive and inclusive communities in gaming, he wasn't joking about that. We are, in the way it works on Elder Scrolls Online, is we literally, I could go on right now and stand outside the entrance to a dungeon and go into the chat and say, hey, I need help with this dungeon, please help me. And generally you'll get some responses or people will just start showing up outside the, the dungeon to actually give you a hand. Uh, you get brought into guilds. I have, I have met awesome people playing through some of these guilds. Um, and like, it's a very inclusive game. You don't got to feel like it's this huge undertaking other than, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you would like. The game is a very big, big sandbox. Um, but for anybody here on the show, anybody listening, if you ever want to play Elder Scrolls Online, know anything about it, DM me on Twitter, Xbox, or just find me on the game. We can hang out. I could show you the ropes kind of thing. I have friends that I play with. I saw the blue one in the chat um, earlier saying that he just got in on Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, blue started playing with me and my friends about last year sometime. And I mean, there's been some times where we literally will play for like six, eight hours, um, just dungeon running and just doing just random crap in the game, exploring. Um, it, for me overall, this was a great show. Um, it's a great time to see the future of Xbox. And yeah, I know everybody wants more out of Xbox, but that's where, at least for me, my experiences in life, I don't. I can't ever feel that anybody owes me anything and I'm not trying to say that I'm a sucker and that I enjoy everything that's handed to me, but I am grateful for the hard work of all the developers of these games and the people that design the hardware. And my love for Xbox is not about the games. It's about the community and the device that they have designed for me to experience the Xbox ecosystem. And for me, games are just the frosting on that cake. Hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I I agree with you, man. I mean, obviously, a game like Elder Scrolls, I mean, that's a big-time uh, community game, right? I mean, it's something that requires a lot of players to be active in. So, uh, no, I hear you. And I'm, uh, it looks like, too, like uh, it's right in the chat that it looks like they're getting a bump in uh, players, too, recently. So that's a great thing. Um, and it's good to I see mean, more content being pushed, pushed out. For right. And I said this earlier and I know crusader, you're the destiny fan. So like when I, I said yeah. this on, on gaming beyond the box that if we were to pit 
Destiny against uh, Elder Scrolls Online, when we're talking about games as a service, um, when it comes to game mechanics, um, Destiny has an awesome shooter mechanic. They have some really good game loops. Um, so when we're talking on a mechanical basis, Destiny really has that shit on lock. When it comes to storytelling, they don't hold a flame to the lore masters over at Zenimax that have done Elder Scrolls, the franchise, and Elder Scrolls Online. Um, and we're talking consecutive stories year after year that blend in with each other and they don't feel like they're broken up, convoluted, or you can't understand what's going on. Where with Destiny over the years, sometimes I feel like there's been a lot of holes in the plot. Um, and the other problem, that's where I got very aggravated with Destiny over the concept of sunsetting content because literally they're like, oh, well, we can't keep the game up because it's getting too big. I can go and play the original campaign for Elder Scrolls right now and go through all that content and not one piece of it has been sunsetted. Elder Scrolls Online right. takes their storytelling really freaking serious and I really feel that very few games can actually hold a candle to the stories that have been crafted in that game and how they flow together. All right. All right. That's a fair oh. comment. Um, guys, any other uh, like talking points from uh, the developer direct anything to add before we move on? Because again, I, I overall, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know how I'd grade it, but I went in with zero expectations. I mean, we had all kind of heard things, but, I, I, I liked it. I really liked it. And I hope that they continue on with this. You know, we got some release dates. Um, there's still some things kind of lingering. That's true. Plus, we don't know about Starfield as of yet. We're supposed to be getting some kind of, I don't know, direct, the show, something to showcase Starfield even further. So, hey, we don't have long to wait for that. But people are wondering about a release date. And guys, all I got to say is, you know, sit tight. We'll get it. Um, I've heard every month, basically, Starfield could come, so we'll see, like, honestly, it's, your guess is as good as mine, your guess is as good as mine at this point, um, but it, it'll come when it's ready, it'll come when it's ready, um, we'll see, but either way, you know that they're gonna be pushing out a lot of, con uh, marketing for it once, uh, we get that release date, and who knows, we got the, uh, Super Bowl around the corner, maybe we'll hear something in, uh, you know two weeks right before you know whenever this uh show happens to you know kind of a synchronicity to it but uh okay why don't we uh move on to some other things but you know what before that guys share share out the show thumb it up again i want more people here i want to see more people in the chat and there is a great chat going on i love it when you guys uh, are having the back and forth going on there really civil i love it you guys are great but yeah guys remember to thumb the show um i think we're having a really awesome chat here and sub if you're new i love having the new faces around but uh yeah guys on that note uh, we got another surprise this week we kind of touched on it earlier and a very welcome one at that, GoldenEye 007 has been released for Xbox and Nintendo Switch. On Xbox, it's a bit interesting because, again, you can get it through Rare Replay and Game Pass, but uh, I don't think there's a direct purchase option, if I'm not mistaken. So, Correct, there is not. Yeah, so that's kind of unfortunate there, but still, I mean, there are ways to play it. 
Um, I'm curious if anyone on the panel has been playing it and just their overall thoughts. I know there are a, a couple here, including myself. A general MLD, but I understand you've spent a little bit of time with it. Uh, how does this classic game hold up to today's standards and you know, how have you been enjoying it? Okay, well, to start, I, I think I have a pretty unique perspective because uh, I was an N64 guy. But I only played this game with, like, you know, you're over a friend's house, multiplayer game sessions. So I did a lot of that. But I personally, myself, never played the game because, again, I have my friends, you know, who just always, you know, invite me over for some sessions there. So I'm playing the campaign for the very first time. So I, I don't have any nostalgia goggles uh, blinding my vision here. So that said, I, I only had time to, to play the first level. And, like, okay. You could definitely see it. The game's age. It's uh, it, the dam level is uh, uh like, like, there's an actual dam like you know is pretty linear, but you, you could tell it's from the N64. But the Xbox controller, oh my, it, it's so much better suited to play this game, uh, <laughs> compared to the N64 controller. And unlike the 90s, I have a 75 inch, uh, you know. HD TV. <laughs> yeah. If this was the Switch version, it it would look terrible on my TV. But the fact that it's 4K, I'm not sure about the about the frames per second. But from what I've been playing, it's pretty smooth so far. So I think um, either version uh, has its perks. Like uh, again, like I'm stick with the Xbox version for now. Like the 4K, it looks pretty nice. Uh, the gameplay, while dated. I gotta say, I'm having a great time. And uh actually played a little bit of multiplayer uh, with the misses here. Like, just racking up some kills and some multiplayer achievements. The multiplayer is smooth, and it's still pretty fun. Like, I think uh, Xbox... It's not so bad that this game isn't online, because I feel Xbox needs more couch uh, co-op kind of multiplayer kind of games. And this game, this game fits the bill. Like, people were upset that Halo Infinite didn't have uh, co-op, right? Well, I mean, I mean, this obviously is nothing comparable, but I mean, in the sense that if you want to have your friend over and you guys want to play something together next to each other, this game is a pretty good alternative, I, I, I gotta say. So, it's a nice surprise. I think we had, like, what, two days' notice that it was going to drop. We didn't know when it was going to come because people said last year it was going it was going to come soon. But, like, months went by and soon turned into not soon. So this was a nice, a really nice touch that they finally just managed to drop this thing out. Now, I mean, uh, the Switch version, of course, is, was, I think, is an emulation of it, of the straight N64 port. But, uh, obviously, it has online. So every, either version has its own perks. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, I'm, I'm actually glad that Xbox finally got Nintendo to, you know... I'm glad they did what they did. So this game it just exists in the first place. This uh, they brought, you know, they made it new again. Essentially, they they brought it back in, into the spotlight for both Nintendo and Xbox gamers. Um, I don't really, I don't really can care much about the whole uh, availability ownership aspect. I mean, I have Game Pass. I'm just playing it via there. And otherwise, I re I really would would recommend Rare Replay um, for anybody. Uh, you know, just like just a lot of good games for a really good price and you get this game GoldenEye included with that too so 
Um, I think the I think the barriers of accessibility are still pretty low to play this game, but I'm having a great time. I'm having fun because I did play the multiplayer, and that nostalgia trip is going full swing right now. And it's just a nice compliment. You get something new and interesting with the uh, Hi-Fi Rush, and they kind of one-two punch us with a nostalgia trip at the same time. So it's there's really something for everybody right now and uh for anybody who hasn't played goldeneye or simply wasn't alive when this game first came out i would give it a try it's an old school classic that frankly helped shape console first person shooters before uh halo one came along so yeah uh, i recommend it at, le at least a try and again definitely yeah, see if you can invite some people over have just a you know a good old-fashioned couch couch multiplayer session so yeah that's me I mean, I've been playing it too. I'm I'm about halfway through it. I've been doing um, a bunch of like speedrun achievement guides because a bunch of the levels have, uh, depending on what difficulty you have it on, there's you know, to unlock like, oh, you know, paintball mode, big head mode, you know, that kind of a thing. And mm. yeah, so I've been doing uh, quite a few of those. Uh, it's been a lot of fun actually uh, reliving the game. Because that was something that me and my friends, like, again, we were having this conversation yesterday, MLD, um, because we were both big N64 guys, as were my friends uh, growing up. And GoldenEye was just one of those games that just, that was our jam, you know? We would do the local uh, multiplayer and, uh, you know, get ticked off if somebody was screen uh, peeking, you know? <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just like you know, just one of those things, you know, the uh, you know, playing multiplayer on like the uh, bunker or um, you know, the Aztec level. It just ah, it really uh, you know, brings back the memories. That being said, is it optimized the best that it could be? Yeah, I don't know. Like I've seen like some screen tearing on my end. Like there's been some blips. Um, over oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say so, but. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I, I think the trade-off is is is. Uh, I, I think the pros outweigh the cons. I I mean, arguably the original N sixty four game uh, had its. Uh, I think I'm sure it had some graphical hitches here and there too. Mm -hmm. But I'm just I'm just happy it's four K. Like it, it, they made this game like 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 decent to look at for you know for and as far as N sixty four game goes anyway on modern TVs. So I'm I'm just happy we got that perk. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I I do feel like having the online multiplayer would have been a big deal for Xbox too, because again, Xbox, you know, they're always big with online, right? So you'd think that it would be more the reverse, you know. Uh, Nintendo would, you know, uh, focus on the local Xbox with online, but you know, it's a a switch switcheroo. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely just the politics of the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's more that Nintendo has a solution to make N64 games generically through the emulator work in multiplayer, and Microsoft didn't would have to actually do something otherwise, right? Because yeah. the way it works is it actually just tricks the game, and, like, one person's the host, and the other people are, like, streaming the content, and on everyone's screen, it is four-player split-screen on, on the Switch. That's how all N64 emulated games work that are that are on the Switch through the, what, the Nintendo Online. Oh, okay. Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, like yeah. they have, it's basically a general infrastructure similar to like FPS boost on on Xbox, right? That like there's this infrastructure in place that they can, they can, they can do stuff to the game at a system level, 
And Nintendo just has that in place at the system level to do that with N64 games, whereas Microsoft would have to like actually create online servers and stuff like that. And it's now that that, that, that sounds okay on paper, but like I, I I've witnessed uh N, the Mario Kart N64 online. It is atrocious. Oh yeah, no no no, it's bad on the Switch too. Like oh, like yes. the, so, the 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 new um the the way it works for uh uh what Golden Eye is is terrible. It's the same thing essentially, right? Like it's not good. It's just why Nintendo has it and Xbox doesn't, right? Right. It's because they have this infrastructure in place to do it. It's it's not good. It is not a good solution, but that is why the solution is there for Nintendo and not for Xbox. Right. Yeah. Because um, when people online say like, oh, like you know, like, uh, they're laughing like, oh, only Xbox, uh, the Xbox doesn't have all a multiplayer. Only Switch has it. Like, it's, do they yeah. know how bad it is for Switch? Like for for N sixty four online multiplayer games? I don't, I don't think they do. Like, it's it's not as rosy as they think it is. <laughs> Like, uh, Google Poe, where are you saying, where did I hear this? This is just how N64 games work on the Switch if you're playing it through the NSO. Right. Like, they have their on, they have their online... It's not so complex that only Nintendo can do it. Nintendo just has infrastructure in place for their NSO program to make old split-screen multiplayer games have a an online multiplayer system. It's not that it's so complicated, it's that they they have more N64 games that they do this for, and they just applied the same treatment that they have already developed for this. Whereas Microsoft did not make the N64, right? In order to actually do something, they would have to make something fresh out of the box that would be just for this game. Whereas Nintendo is applying something that they've already developed and applying it here to this game, right? Mm. It's um, it, it's it's like Microsoft going back and applying... um, uh the the Hutchie method to more games as they were added to uh to the xbox backwards compatibility program for 360 and original xbox as more games came they used the same method they already developed and applied that to more games as they could it, it's just it, it's not that it's so complicated that nintendo can only do it nintendo just in, created this solution for other games and goldeneye is now happening to benefit from it in today's date whereas they created it years ago for the old mm-hmm the older games like oh, yeah. I, I don't want yeah, yeah i'm saying cool. microsoft doesn't want to do it yes that is exactly what i'm saying i'm saying they did not want to invest the money to make online multiplayer for for golden for the first gold high release that is exactly what i'm saying i mean i don't want to sound ungrateful because again i'm really happy just to have a version yeah. of golden eye on xbox you know like that's a, a dream come true for a lot of people it's so simple yeah. but you know what i mean um, yeah and like it's kind of like a pillar like a beacon of light for like people like me who fight for games for backwards compatibility right i i i live and die by wanting games to be available and so like the fact that this is available in any way shape or form no matter what they did with it is incredible to me because like this was like the golden one of one of the golden goose's eggs of whatchamacallit of uh uh, getting stuff backwards compatible or ported or whatnot because it's a licensing nightmare. MGM yeah. has licensing stuff with it. Nintendo has licensing stuff with it. Microsoft via Rare has licensing Activision. stuff with it. It's Activision. Yeah, Activision has licensing stuff with it. Like it's a and so it's uh it's it, it's it's great to see this happen for for someone like me who who drastically wants if. 
I was a fight, more of a fighting man and more of an investor, I'd be pushing Microsoft to seek out more licensing shit for the 360 stuff. I'd, if I was a Sony investor, I'd be seeking hardcore pushing for PS3 uh, backwards compatibility stuff. Um, I, I'd like to see the Rare Replay ported to PC if at all possible. That's probably a licensing nightmare that's not going to happen. Um, but I'd love to see it, right? Um, the Dead Space re the Dead Space remake, which I, the funniest thing I've ever heard of it called was the Dead Space uh, refurbishing because it's halfway between a remaster and a remake, and it's incredible. Like yeah. it was uh, the the one horror film guy who loves Dead Space. I can't think of his name. He's always he's he keeps going on every couple of years. He says he wants to make a Dead Space movie. Famous horror director. Can't think of his name. He said he he tweeted and was like the. The, de the refurbished Dead Space from EA is absolutely incredible, and I'm like, well, that's that's hilarious. But like that that Dead Space remake, I, I love it, right? Because it's it's bringing Dead Space to a new generation of people. Oh, that was John Car able to play it. John Car Carpenter, isn't it? John Carpenter, that's it. Thank you. Um, he had a hilarious tweet where he said that uh the refurbished Dead Space, something like, man, that's actually not a horrible way to say it because it's not like a it's not like a remake in like the uh, Resident Evil 4 sense, it's a, but it's not also not a remake in the uh, Demon Souls sense. It's like halfway in between the two, and it, it, I found that to be hilarious. Um, but but yeah, so like seeing seeing because like I'm not gonna play this particular game. I don't care. It's not my it's not not my jam. But I am so happy on principle that it got ported because it means anything's possible, right? I mean, anything could happen if the right people push for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and uh, again, I, <laughs> my best friend, uh, you know, we've been shooting back messages. I Once I um, I shot him a message that, oh, hey, there's an announcement for GoldenEye, and guess what? It's coming in, like, uh, like tomorrow, and he was just, like, so happy that uh, it was available. So, so happy. And it's just, again, it's a trip down memory lane. I, I know nostalgia is one heck of a drug, but uh, it's just one of those games that just, you know, it really does make you feel good. It really does. Um, how about you, Centurion? I mean, is this something that uh, you'd want to give a, a shot? Like, I mean, it is pretty cool that, you know, I mean, we, we I remember they had a release date like a couple of months ago and they were just like, oh, it's coming soon. And then on the same day as the... Um, bethesda direct they're like oh guess what guys here's an announcement bam <laughs> uh what, what are your thoughts uh i think you'll give it a go nah i don't <laughs> want nothing to do with rare replay no i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> how dare you badmouth rare replay <laughs> dude earlier in the show we were talking about, I like know. i have a physical and a digital copy i'm like yeah, f yeah screw that game oh no great now, um i know right um, it's a really good collection, and it's good to see that, I mean, you get to play a game that kind of put Rare on the map. I mean, we saw GoldenEye, like, we, this is one of those first games where as soon as you started playing it, this showed that it was possible to play a first-person shooter on a console, because for the most part, a lot of first-person shooters were kind of confined to the realm of PC because of uh, the input. And then in comes with Nintendo, with the Nintendo 64 and the addition of one of the first joysticks on a controller. And now all of a sudden you have uh, a somewhat 
acceptable range of motion to actually have proper input for a shooter mechanic. Cause I mean, we all, like, we all remember the Z button underneath the, uh, the th underneath the thumbstick and how you would hold that awkward ass controller by like one of the three pegs, you'd have to hold it by the center and then hold on to the out on the outside and using the yellow C buttons to actually control the camera while the, the thumbstick actually controlled the crosshair. Um, and man, you know, a lot of good fun playing that game by itself, inviting friends over everybody playing on four player split screen. Uh, that was some of those first times where you had, the uh, people accusing each other of, of screen watching where you, you were trying to find each other and you had no <laughs> idea where anybody was at and you'd glance over on someone else's little teeny little square no on the peeking. screen and no yeah, no peeking. Yeah. Oh, you're looking on my screen. Yeah, those iconic words. <laughs> um, but that's where we also see uh, franchises like uh, Perfect Dark that were birthed from the concept of GoldenEye because obviously Rare wanted to keep working on uh, James Bond-esque style games and keep that that whole kind of game development alive. But I'm going to, you know, buying into licensing games, we... Uh, especially movie licensed games that's a lot of money um there's also a lot of rules and stipulations as we see uh, like look at all the issues it took to get this game just to show up on the xbox and the nintendo switch so imagine what rare went through back in the day to work on another james bond game and they're like all right we're gonna throw our hands up in the air and we're just gonna create our own game and therefore we birthed Joanna Dark and Perfect Dark. Uh, and the games were pretty much like a one-to-one -one version of each other based on the game mechanics, the multiplayer. I mean, like, literally, it was like James Bond female. Um, and, mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to be great to go back and play GoldenEye. I haven't tried it out yet. Um, I need to do it. I just finally... I literally capped off uh, Marvel Midnight Suns to not to this afternoon. Now um, I'm gonna because I try to play like two games at once. That way I could flip flop between them. Goldeneye is gonna be that game that I'm gonna just start flip flopping back. Have that nostalgia bug real quick. Have some fun. I mean, it's like nostalgia January. We got the Dead Space refurbishment, at, which I kind of agree with uh, um, Crusader. Um, and then we've got the uh, basically what we would refer to as the GoldenEye port, because that's pretty much all it is, is a port. They can't do much with it. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be great to go back and kind of live a little bit of my youth. Um, I mean, crap, I was definitely in the single digits when it came to my age when this game came out. So it's going to be a lot. Come out, you know? Oh, God. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, was it night? Uh, 90... Metacritic or 97? No, no. Uh, uh, I'll put some perspective here. I was one year old. No, just what year it came out. Because I want to say... Okay. Oh. August 23rd, 1997. Yeah, I there was we go. a little over a year old. <laughs> so where were you, Crusader? Man, pick I... up that controller. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Crusader cut his teeth on playing GoldenEye at age one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, freaking, I mean, this is a great way to experience gaming history. Like it is gaming history. Like it's no joke that um, people thought it was impossible to play a shooter mechanic on a console 
and basically GoldenEye gave it like this concept is possible and Halo like literally that love and enjoyment for trying to push the limits of first person shooter mechanics on on a home based console and not a PC um, followed year after year to the developers that did Halo and they perfected the mechanic that's really what got first person shooters over the finish line of yes you can have a pc experience playing a first person shooter uh with halo and that that love and passion came from trying to push the limits with goldeneye and that also gave other games like i remember there was like a mission impossible game yes uh like literally was everybody was trying to capture the hype that goldeneye came and I still remember one of the best things in GoldenEye was that freaking pause screen. One of the best, most freaking, like, like, God, I want to say electronic versions of the James Bond theme in the background. Um, and I still remember the noise in my head to this day from that freaking, that, that song playing on the pause screen. Um, so definitely, uh, this is going to be a big, fun nostalgia bug for me. And also, these games are not really, um, yeah, I remember that, that that Mission Impossible game, yes, was nothing like the movie. And yes, it was very, tra- I want to say, but it was fun trash, especially being at a young age. I mean, you're just happy to play a game at that age. I remember it looked um, good when it came out, but that was about it. <laughs> oh, dude, the freaking cheesy freaking shooting people with your gun. And they're like, oh, and freaking like the most dramatic freaking deaths. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even GoldenEye, I mean, I, I appreciate oh. that, like, the animation's really good, and, like, for, you know, it's like they're diving and whatnot, but it's, <laughs> looking back on it now, it's just so cheesy, but I appreciate it, you know? Oh, dude, see, that's the other thing, like, that's where, I mean, like, maybe that's where us as older gamers, and I don't even want to call myself an older gamer, I would call myself, like, a mid-age gamer, uh, but for people that experienced gaming in the 90s, um i just want to put it out there that i think that's where we are even earlier games with some like the older gamers like i love listening to mr boomstick talk about his time growing up with gaming because he's been there since day one but that's where um sometimes like when we see people making these high demand for games on social media and everybody's wanting to like burn a game down to the ground because of some weird buggy mechanic or something that's just off I mean, like, GoldenEye, how many times have we been going down those corridors and we popped an enemy and literally the body ended up halfway in the wall? Um, It was, like, those moments that just made us laugh at just the sheer cheesiness of the game mechanic, but we were just happy as hell to be playing this game of James Bond running around in a first-person shooter and just having the time of our lives or, or or playing the multiplayer and somehow clipping yourself through the wall to shoot at your friend who's on the other side of the wall. Just stupid, quirky stuff like that. And, like, that's why it was great to see that this game has finally crossed the finish line because, I mean, wasn't this supposed to be a 360 arcade title? Uh, there was supposed to be... They were working be, on it. Yeah, they were working on it. Uh, there was supposed to be, like, a, a remake of it, uh, so to speak. But uh, Nintendo kind of... Well, the rumor is, like, uh, Nintendo kind of uh, stepped in and uh, put the kibosh to that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and MGM. MGM was... That was 
during the height of they didn't want James Bond portrayed on games anymore. See, that's what really well, threw me off. Well, they did a GoldenEye uh, with, what was it, Daniel Craig? Oh, the, and uh, it was kind of like a remake. Yeah. But it loaded. <laughs> yeah, basically where they went through some of the, I think, some of the similar levels, well, if I remember correctly. I think, actually, if I'm correct, I think it was mainly Nintendo wanted to be the only home for James Bond. Because I remember um, playing a couple of James... Uh, I remember playing a couple James Bond games on the GameCube. Mm. So that that's where I'm wondering if like Nintendo really wanted to be like the home of the James Bond franchise. Uh, but I would be truthful, like I haven't seen a James Bond game since the GameCube because I think that they they modeled I think the the last game for James Bond was I think was modeled after The World Is Not Enough. Yeah, mm. they had a whole room. I mean, you they, had them they, on the 360. They created these wild rules for like how James Bond can be adapted in games. Like they can't use the likeness of the actor and stuff like that. And it was like MGM's rules. Like uh, James and James Bond can't die in the game was another one. Hmm. James, they they are not allowed to die. All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I know MGM has all kinds of crazy rules, and like that's why no one ever thought we were going to get another James Bond game, which is why it's so exciting that we're getting the uh, the one from IO Interactive. IO, yeah. Yeah, because it looks like they changed their tune, especially since MGM selling themselves to Amazon. Right, and I couldn't think of a better developer because they've had a lot of history with the Hitman franchise, which is basically. Hey, um, we don't got James Bond, but there's Hitman. Yeah. You know, like, yep. but, you know, but you're not freaking got James Bond over here freaking choking somebody out with a freaking wire. But I mean, that's where it's going to be really fun. Right? We're going to have that Hitman esque style of gaming, but with gadgets and other fun stuff that, because like Hitman, it was all about the weapons and taking somebody out. I'm thinking with the James Bond game, it's going to be more along the lines of, completing your mission with the fun gadgets and basically getting the job done because james bond even though yes he did kill people his main premise was not to basically be that guy that just goes in and just like kills everybody you know there was espionage there was a whole bunch of other tropes to his character um and i'm really hoping that all the excitement that mgm and amazon because amazon owns the owns them now um i'm really hoping that they see all the excitement that the world is getting from this game the hype that's being created from it and realize that they are actually not tapping a very good resource for money and to keep the franchise alive because you know i'm gonna like james bond switches characters i mean actors a lot because these actors want more and more money to play him um we've also seen issues with like during uh the pandemic that you know trying to film uh during that situation was really impossible so anything can happen with like the movie franchise but gaming is also another viable avenue of keeping the front of the franchise itself going and i just hope that they see from all the hype and talk that's taking place here that they realize that james bond can also have a home in gaming mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. shockley buddy i mean i would love to know your thoughts on uh, goldeneye because if i'm not mistaken you've spent some time with it so uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on it yeah definitely uh yeah definitely well spent all my 
youth <laughs> playing the crap out of it with the old game shark, but putting all the cheat codes, save all the weapons to go through all the levels and. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely uh, been getting back into that, trying to do like double, like double O aging because I never really went through it <laughs> as a kid. Um, I would always just do agent and just go through and just do whatever I wanted. Um, so actually going through and actually like doing all the checkpoints has been kind of cool. Um, or doing all the like actual like missions where you have to like put the modem on a certain computer or start downloading a certain frequency on this computer to intercept the signal or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I was digging in more of like the differences between the, uh, the switch version, the, the Xbox version. So apparently only reason really the switch has like the online component is that they already have that built into the emulator that they're using, uh, for like all the other, um, in 64, uh, games that they have on that, uh, switch online expansion pack. So it's basically just using, so like their version of the game doesn't really have it. It just kind of uses this side, like net player, whatever that's attached to their emulator that runs all of their N64 ROMs, which that's essentially what Xbox is doing. They're, you know, basically emulating this version um, and upscaling it, whether or not they'll, I don't know if there's a deal in there where, you know, Xbox can't eventually add it um but even on the switch it's not like it's the greatest because i have the expansion pack and i would love to play multiplayer for a lot of those games like mario tennis that has it but then you also have to find out find other people that are in your friends group that also pay the extra money for the expansion pack um which you know a lot of people aren't going to do that for switch because you don't really need to do that for most of their first party games so a lot of times people aren't spending $50 for their online to get the N64 pack and you don't have matchmaking for their multiplayer anyway. So it's all just peer to peer. So having your friends over playing switch screen, I'm about as likely to get that set up as I am switch online. So, um, but yeah, I think we may have touched on it earlier. Yeah. We probably never going to see that 360 version. I mean, weirder thing have happened never thought we'd probably have goldeneye released <laughs> on both switch and xbox um but unless they somehow that seems like a more far-fetched like you know miracle at this point like how hard this was and not only that they can't even they're not even selling it really <laughs> um they might get added to our subscription model revenue but they're not actually selling it as a side digitally so that makes me think like there's even more licensing issues that they can't even, you know, get a basic sell. So they're probably not going to get a, be able to, uh, now, unless that thing does change or alter the artworks, uh, maybe they could, maybe we're not going to get that 360 version. Like it is fully playable on the, uh, 360 emulator, which is really easy to find and download. Um, so you can play through the whole thing and it's cool. It's kind of like halo anniversary where you just flip the button and it, instantly goes from the old to new uh instantaneously and it when i played on pc it runs great um uh, but maybe they won't be able to release that old one and do the whole switch thing maybe they could just release just the remake portion of it um because at least that would be enough to change our work but if they can rework new licenses um i don't know how 
feasible that's going to be, but um, kind of sucks that, you know, you, you can't, um, you know, we're never going to probably see it, but at least luckily someone, whoever it was like a year or two ago that found it and leaked that whole thing or dropped it on the internet, that's great because now we actually are, you know, if you have a computer that can run a 360 emulator, doesn't have to be too powerful. You can run the whole thing and enjoy it. So, um, but yeah, it's great that it's been added. I think it was just kind of like that one thing that we were missing. Only other thing we're missing from like Rare Replay that that'd be cool if they could work out a deal. Since we've thrown Banjo, since you know Microsoft's thrown Banjo over to Smash, now that it's IP for Microsoft, if they could return the favor and let us have Diddy Kong do like yeah, like we both got Goldeneye, right? So do a both. You add Diddy Kong Racing. Oh will allow you to use the rare on, game. I'd actually probably come play. <laughs> dude, that, I mean, you if hit, this you hit, you hit that the weirder, damn. If this happened, why why not do that? Because you would get that would entice a lot of people to actually wait. I can play Diddy Kong Racing online on Switch online. You, you know, for the people that actually know what do Diddy have Kong it. Diddy Kong is. <laughs> but imagine and in that and. Come on, that would be a big boost. Like, hey, if you have rare replay, digital owners, and Game Pass, Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> I mean, it'd still it'd be dope, and you get achievements. Um, like, hopefully, this is what can maybe spark that deal. Because otherwise, I don't know why this deal even really happened. Other than maybe both of them were looking at, like, hey, I think it was probably happening because Nintendo. I want to say because Nintendo has been looking at adding their back catalog, whereas. Microsoft already done and did that with Rare Replay. Um, or it was probably Microsoft that mentioned it initially when they were trying to see what they could get in Rare Replay. And then there was probably just like a, a big, big hard no because they were still in the Wii U age. And then now that Microsoft or uh, Sony or not Sony, Nintendo's coming around with their whole expansion pack and they want to add more and more games to make more and more value to actually get people to actually spend $50 for their internet service. Um, Maybe maybe that could happen, but otherwise at least we at least we got this. It's definitely check it out, especially if you've played it any portion like when you were a kid, maybe go back and like try some of those harder levels to do like like double agent. Um I I get that it and it's like dated, but it is still relatively fun for like what it was, so at least in my opinion. Hey uh shot um real quick um you'd probably get a kick out of this because you'd probably know what uh thimber is talking about in the chat goldeneye was also one of those games that gave rise to companies like game shark who helped do some of the first like console modding to actually do cheat codes and stuff on those games yeah that was why i bought a game shark back in the day because then the, the fact that people probably don't even know what the hell a game shark is like literally it's like for those who don't know it was a cartridge that you plugged into the 64 mm -hmm. and you plug the game into it and basically the cartridge would rewrite stuff and it was like one of the first evolutions of console modding something that we see now in skyrim and fallout and other bethesda titles mm -hmm. yeah i oh, i have uh, a couple of game sharks too that i've had since uh well going back in the day so I think I have one for my Sega Genesis and something else, something else. Probably uh, one of my, maybe the SNES. Yeah, one of them. 
Uh, also, yeah, Thimber was saying too that Microsoft has recently renewed the trademarks of two rare IPs on the global brand database after user dormancy. I think he said one's Blast Corpse and the other uh, Viva, Viva Pinata. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not sure how how likely we are to see those like make a comeback of sorts. But those are two interesting IPs that I could see them possibly dabble with it's just a matter of well who would work on them because rare is I, kind of doing new stuff like black sourcing no you're I, right did they, i could see did they just have to renew them to keep them for rare replay because mm. they they are in rare replay so maybe i mean i, I could see viva pinata but blast corpse i'd be really curious on how that would well it's a very simple premise it's a very simple premise, but what would you do to get people to want to play the new to play the premise now? Well, I mean, it, it would be a smaller title. I mean, in my opinion, that's what it would be. It would be like a like a bite sized title, and again, you would just be wrecking stuff. Except uh, you would have like really impressive uh, demoing, right? Like uh... you'd have some good demoing. I think they could make some really awesome vehicles. Um, and also there was some mechs in the game, especially the mech that could fly around. Yeah. So, I mean, it would definitely, there would be some fun, quirky stuff. It would just be like, what could you do to like, I mean, really help the premise? Because literally the premise was we were whatever logic wanted to transport two nuclear weapons through a city area. And the only, the only thing we could come up with is we just need to, get everything out of its path i don't care if it's a school get it out of the way <laughs> mm -hmm. no you're right yeah it was it was pretty ridiculous but a uh, fun game nonetheless i would say though that viva pinata is one of those games that i don't know like i always thought that microsoft and xbox should go back to just because you know the whole collecting little like creatures thing like it just I don't know, it just seems like something they should have capitalized more on. They had the TV show back in the day. Viva, Viva sorry, Viva Pinata was successful. I mean, it did have a sequel. Uh, people loved it. Um, they just, I don't know, just, just kind of phased out, unfortunately. Um, and I, I don't know, I think that they could really expand on it to this day. Um, now, like, who would work on a game like that? I mean, there's all kinds of studios out there. I personally wouldn't be surprised if they were, like, to get a studio, like, Playful, because they seem to have liked Playful, again, they partnered with uh, for Super Lucky's oh. Tale, for example, but... I've always said Playful should be the guys that get handed the, uh, the IP of Banjo-Kazooie to do a Banjo-Kazooie 3. I feel like that would be, like, the studio to use to create a game like that. Would that um... be called, like, Banjo 3 E E E E or something? Or just three, three, yeah. Or banjo, <laughs> like the no, like honestly, I would love to see just a total remake of uh, the first banjo, or even just like a, a twofer, right? Have the uh, just like banjo collection and just like totally HD, and then take it from there. With the amount of devs they have now, like they need to definitely get on like a KI sequel. I was playing some of that <laughs> this past weekend but uh mm -hmm. definitely yeah like some of these ip like you've you've brought in banjo to more players lives with smash so you, you're getting this like you know for that ip you're getting this buzz for it so people if you release now a new banjo and its quality 
Like people are gonna be, yeah, you know, receptive to it. Like, and they also have their a good a good working co- collaboration with uh, Nintendo now, which where they they would be able it wouldn't be just locked down to the Xbox uh, ecosystem. They would also be able to take advantage of the Nintendo ecosystem and the nostalgia that Banjo has over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would keep them. I would keep them separate. I think they should definitely. I don't know if there's like this hindsight of like not wanting to touch Conquer because it's like too mature. But they just, they, you literally have Nintendo's. It's like having taking away Kirby or like some of their other IP from Nintendo. You literally have two like highly thought of like as almost Nintendo brand themselves. And you own them. You and Nintendo have them. Sony doesn't really have an equivalent. The closest they could they could say is like maybe Ratchet and Clank, but or Astrobot. Still, probably. well, so, keep in mind. And I don't. And neither of those are as beloved as like Conquer and Banjo. They just aren't. No. So you literally well, have Nintendo uh, IP that can compete with Nintendo's below most beloved IP. So you have it. Like, why are, are you we absolutely not? sure that Microsoft is allowed to use Banjo Kazooie, uh, free and clear as an exclusive, or is there like yeah. some fine print that we're not they aware of? They did, yeah, nuts and bolts. They did with uh, nuts and bolts, the bad game. It's nuts and bolts is fine. It just wasn't a traditional Banjo Kazooie, it was Minecraft before Minecraft came along, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> But, I, mean, I, I totally forgot about but, that. I've yeah. played it, but I totally forgot that. Yeah, that was an My Xbox. Game. Actually, really loves it. No, it's, yeah, it was an good. Xbox 360 exclusive. I, well, it's a, like it's a very like imagine p- trying to play Forza and literally it's like here's an empty shell of a car. You need to strap some axles on it, put a motor in it, um, and really hope to God you know what you're doing by designing a vehicle that can go down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was the thing, right? Because people just wanted a traditional game, and then Rare's like, "Oh, well, we have to do something new for it. Oh, let's do this whole like, uh, uh, this whole mechanic where we make vehicles." And it's like, "Well, that's cool," but they they went way too far with it, and it just became more of a a racing game than a platform game. So yeah, they should have stuck with platforming, honestly. Well, they could have had a little bit, right? Just a little bit of the whole vehicle thing, but they really pushed it. So, oh, you live and you learn. But, uh, hey, I would, again, I'm a huge Banjo fan. I would love to see the, a new Banjo come. It's just a matter of, who knows, maybe you could see Double Fine work on it, right? So, that'd be another What about the uh, Sumo? Yeah, that's the guy possible. The that made that Sackboy Adventure game? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You, they could do it. I mean, there's all kinds of different developers. I mean, again, looking back, who would have thought that. A developer like Double Helix would have made uh, an awesome Killer Instinct game, right? So, yeah, yeah, it could be anybody. I will say though, guys, I mean, uh, if the Activision deal does go through, I mean, you know, they'll also be getting Spyro and uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot and you know, Toys for Bob, right? Like that's a perfect studio. It's just, I'll admit, I, I just wish that they had a studio working on these things right now. So. You know, it seems you, like you'll literally have PlayStation's like Nintendo equivalent beloved IP as of people's childhoods, and Nintendo's and both Sony's in your pocket. Yeah, 
Well, that's it's the funny like, part about it. Put it out. Yeah. No, no, you're think, absolutely right. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's funny that um, Shockley brought up Diddy Kong Racing because that was the last time you saw Conquer the Squirrel as a kid's character. <laughs> Oh. The next time you, the next time you see conquer the squirrel, that dude's cracking a beer, arguing with a freaking scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, birdie, yes, birdie, I uh, love it. I, 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 I love conquer. I mean, I know, I know he's. Uh, uh, how do I put it? I, I would love for Microsoft to do something with him. I just, I just don't think Phil, uh, you know really has uh oh high on life might change his opinion yeah high on life totally freaking light game pass on fire because literally it was like a breath of fresh air because literally it's all like and like i'm sorry and with his whole cancel culture freaking speech the other day freaking a let somebody work on work on conquer's bad fur day yeah, I mean, I would like to see... I mean, I'm happy that High on Life did as well as it did because, I mean, it is a good game. Um, I, I enjoyed my time with it. And, hey, I mean, I hope that, you know, that's an interesting theory and I hope that, you know, they see the success of that game and they're like, okay, you know what? We can experiment more with these more wacky, mature titles. I would love to see it just for the variety, right, in Xbox's uh, portfolio especially in game pass this or the game library conquer yes please please do something with conquer please for the love of god um <laughs> and even just again like you look at just rare rares back catalog alone again we're talking about like rare replay um they can do so so much with what they have so please you know do banjo do conquer hell give me another jet force gemini game <laughs> or um again another sequel to killer instinct because that was a beloved game uh last gen so hopefully um guys anything else to touch on uh like goldeneye related before we uh start heading out yes no okay all right well, I believe, guys, that about does it for this one. And I gotta say, really good stuff tonight from everyone on the panel. We covered, well, everything basically highlighted in the Xbox Direct. And, of course, uh, the surprise drop of GoldenEye 007 onto Xbox platforms and the Switch. And, yeah, we touched on a little bit uh, extra there towards the end. But uh, really good combo, really good. And, of course, I have to give a huge shout-out to all the wonderful people that hung out with us tonight. Uh all you guys in the chat you are awesome um and if you enjoyed our chat tonight then please consider leaving a like and subbing to the channel and of course sharing out this really great episode i had a really fun time tonight but then again i usually do all the time um all right well we'll move on to the outros next starting off with eric shockley buddy hey i really appreciate your input tonight where can all these fine people follow you yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, EasyShock on Xbox Live. But uh, yeah, definitely check some of these uh, games out going into Game Pass with the GoldenEye and Hi-Fi uh, Hi Rush. Definitely check out the uh, Dead Space, especially if you've never... It's definitely worth the money, every aspect of it. Um, it's really with this next-gen uh, remake that it's now has the atmosphere that it never had that with the lighting effects uh, that you, you couldn't do back in 2008. So definitely try it out. You'll shit your pants, I'm sure. So, but yeah, good show. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think uh, what we're going to be touching on it uh, next week because uh, I want. Yeah, it kind of came out kind of late this week, and I know a bunch of guys on the panel uh, just bought it, so I, I want them to digest the game. So we'll we'll probably touch on it uh, later on next week. Uh, moving on, Centurion, buddy. Hey, awesome stuff as per usual. Where can everybody follow you? Uh, for real, it was a great show tonight. Thank you to everybody in the chat that tuned in. Um, thank you for everybody that like I interacted with tonight. It was great to actually chat with you guys and reminisce over the past. Um, definitely, for those interested in finding me, you can find me at Centurion1307, Xbox Live, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. You can also find me two hours before the start of this show on Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmy Hood and the amazing gentleman over there. And you could also find me two out um, right after that show right here on TXR every Sunday night. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining. And that's it for me. All right. All right. Moving on. General MLD, buddy. Hey, I thought you had some really valid points tonight, some really awesome stuff. You always bring it, man. Where can everybody follow you? All right, thank you. It was a great show. I had lots of fun. You guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter, gamertag Ghost MLD. And yeah, it's very positive times right now. I think Xbox is just going to keep the momentum going. Very positive times ahead. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, no, it's uh, looking pretty good, uh, especially in the near future. And of course, Mr. Crusader, pal. Hey, you had a pretty awesome show yourself. Where can everybody People find you? Happy me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, happy Crusader, happy life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter right now. I'm trying to source help, uh, looking for like 360 games that like I I have to get physical either because the backwards compatibility program doesn't have them digital or um, they're like really good games, but you can only play them on an original 360 um so i'm sourcing some help with that on twitter so you can find me on twitter at crusader 3456 and you can help me out with that if anyone has any ideas i got fear the metal gear collection and space marines so far all right, so, yeah. all right. very good very good yeah no i got some uh some uh, fear is great fear is great yeah. and space marine too space marines awesome um that being said oh and of course tim had to leave early but you can find tim on twitter at uh, xcloud tim dog and hey as for myself invader you can find my content on youtube at invader gaming uh most recently i've been putting out some goldeneye 007 guides so uh, check them out if uh you've been playing goldeneye and uh you know you've been wanting to uh, get all you know earn all the different uh, cheat code like the cheats available uh, for the different missions i've been doing some speed runs so i might be able to help you out but yeah, guys, fun show tonight, and we look forward to seeing everyone on the next one. Later.